another episode of a Colts podcast. My name's Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. Big day. Big day, big news. Uh, The moment we've been maybe, maybe not waiting for. Uh, Carson Wentz, Andrew, has been traded. But before we get into it, let's chat. Um, how are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, we were planning on recording tomorrow, and then this happened. So, rain on my parade. What's up? It's been a busy week, to say the least. Uh, things are ramping up in the NFL world, especially with all the quarterbacks going on. We have Aaron Rodgers news, Russell Wilson news. And then tonight, with the huge bomb in Colts world, where Carson Wentz, is traded to the Washington Commanders. And and we've been talking about this. This is something that I said back after Chris Ballard had his press conference. I said, it it doesn't seem like Carson Wentz will be back next year. You This is the same thing that happens every year. You just got to listen to what Chris Ballard says, and usually you'll find what the Colts are thinking. And sure enough, Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz experience in Indianapolis, one and done. So Colts are, at, again, at a crossroads at the quarterback position. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, what is today? The ninth? It came a little earlier than I expected, I suppose, but um, we got a little more out of him than we expected as well. Um, So we're going to dig into that. Uh, So Carson Wentz has been traded to the Washington Commanders uh, along with a 2022 second-round pick, the 47th overall, uh, for the Washington Commanders 2022 second round pick 42 overall. So we move up five spots there. Uh, We get a 2022 third round pick 73rd overall 2023 third round pick uh, that can become a second round pick. If Wentz plays 70% of the snaps in 2022, kind of similar to what we did with them. Um, And the commanders will take on all of Wentz's 2022 salary, freeing up around $28 million in cap space for the Colts. A lot of information there. So let's let's start out with with what they got. So basically, uh, and, and really the Colts got more than I thought they were going to get for Carson Wentz. I, I thought maybe the Colts could recoup a third round pick and I would have been fine with that. But no, they got multiple third round picks and they were able to move up five spots this year in the 2022 draft. So I, I think that the Colts really, as far as trying to recoup as much as possible, I think the Colts did a really good job. It was reported earlier in the week that the Washington commanders had offered a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick to the Colts for Carson Wentz. And then when Russell Wilson and everything that happened yesterday, when he got traded to the Broncos, he's off the market. Then things started to ramp up and Ballard's asking price went up a little bit higher and the commanders were able to meet it. So I think obviously it's still, it's still a stain on this, on this regime for giving up a first round pick and a third round pick and only having Carson Wentz for one year. Don't, right. don't get this wrong. It was still at the time, and I want to say at the time because we thought it at the time too. We thought it was a great trade. Thought that yeah. Carson Wentz probably was going to work out. Didn't happen. Turns out to be I, a very bad trade, and, and that's that's definitely going to stick with the Colts. But I think they did a good job of, of recouping as much as they could, and they certainly got more than I thought they would. Yeah, they absolutely got more than either one of us thought they could. Um, definitely didn't expect a first-rounder to come. I No. People talking about a first-rounder are just out of their mind. Um just because of what happened this year. And honestly, I, I don't hate Carson Wentz. 
I still don't look back and say getting Carson Wentz was a bad move. I, I don't love just the value of the trade now. Like now that we've, you know, we've already dumped him. Um, it doesn't look great. <clears throat> um, in, in regards to that, like you mentioned with the regime, but I, I, I still don't think getting Carson Wentz was a bad idea. Um, and as bad as the loss of picks and everything is and dumping him after a year, we did come back, um, and get as much as we could for him. Uh, which at the end of the year, you and I were both saying, I don't think anybody's going to trade for Carson Wentz. Things well, change. The, so yeah. And the thing about it is hindsight's always 2020. So yeah. like you said, at the time last year, Carson Wentz was the best option for the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts didn't know how the draft was going to work out and you really can't rely on that either. So you can't say that the Colts could have just saved up their capital and tried to trade up for, for Justin Fields. They didn't know that was going to happen. So I, 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 I don't fault the Colts for making the trade, but how the trade ended up and, and the results from it definitely, Definitely is a stain, but here's one thing that makes that stain a little less prevalent is, is that the commanders are taking on all $28.3 million of Carson Wentz's salary. Yeah. That's huge for the Indianapolis Colts. That takes them up to, I think, $72 million in cap space here for the start of free agency, which is literally less than a week away. The most cap space in the NFL, the Colts are going to have plenty of cap plenty of money to make moves they're going to be able to extend their own quentin nelson yeah. comes to mind they're going to be able to make plays for for bigger free agents something that i i think that the colts and chris ballard specifically might change up their approach a little bit because they have been so prudent and it hasn't necessarily led to the results you could see them go out and spend money on a wide receiver or or i think what's more likely to happen is they spend money on, on a pass rusher to really help this, yeah. the edge group and really try to get after the quarterback. So again, I don't think they're going to go crazy with their money. And I don't think they're going they're to, they're not going to have a year like the, the Pats had last year, right? They're not going to spend everything and just go wild. But I think you will see them in, in the battle for more top free agents, like, like yeah. a top edge rusher or, or maybe a bigger name wide receiver that can really help this sure. offense on the outside. But yeah, that that's huge because at first the Col if the Colts would have just released him outright, they would have still had to eat that $15 million. And, and even even with a trade, we thought that it could be, there could be a big chance that the Colts would have to help pay for some of Carson Wentz's salary. Yeah. And that's just not the case. The commanders are taking on his entire salary and that's a huge win. I think that might be one of the biggest wins for the Indianapolis Colts in this trade. Yeah. That was the biggest, the biggest win for sure. I, I, I feel like that right there, we almost would have given him up said, you know what, if you'll take the whole salary, we're, we're willing to just let you have them. Uh, and we got a lot more out of it than that. So, um, I'm not too upset about that, Andrew. We all saw the season. We all saw the um, press conference with Ballard and Reich. We all know what Jim Ursay said. But what do you think actually led up to this point of it actually happening? Or what do you think the accumulation of uh, events was to, to cause this to be, you know, just a one and done situation, not viable to continue that relationship. 
So this is this is kind of a combination of what, of what we're hearing here at Sports Illustrated off of Zach Kiefer of the Athletic, his report today after Carson Wentz was traded. But I think one of the, we'll start out with I think one of the biggest reasons is is that he just didn't step up to the plate like like the Colts wanted him to. They wanted him to be able to to take over games, and they wanted to be able to rely on him when it mattered most, especially down the stretch. And you look at you look at that stretch between maybe weeks four and, and weeks fifteen or sixteen, and Carson Wentz played some pretty good ball, but it was the games against uh, like against the New England Patriots that were really really bad. Colts still got the win, but but Carson Wentz had fifty seven yards. He was really bad in that game. He how he didn't lift the team against the Raiders and then against Jacksonville. Now, again, this wasn't all on Carson Wentz, and the Colts aren't all are putting all of this on Carson Wentz. They know that the team around him needs to play better as well. But in order to be the long-term solution at quarterback for this team, you're, you're going to need to be able to lift the team and put the team on your back and win those, those important games. And, and the Colts just didn't do that with Carson Wentz under center. So I think that, that was number one. That was one of the big reasons that, 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 really, that really turned off Jim Irsay and, and Chris Ballard on Carson Wentz being the future of this team. Yeah, Tim, McMill, uh, Tim Milliken says the sting of Andrew Luck walking away continues. Uh, it does. It's unbelievable, and I don't think it's going to change next year. I think we're going to go into a seventh year uh, with a seventh quarterback. I really do. We're turning into the Cleveland Browns here it, 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 in a much more winning fashion than the Cleveland Browns have done it over the years. Um, I agree. Didn't step up. I think uh, the the vaccination issue is just... You know, kind of ties into the leadership issue in, in my eyes, and we can get we don't need to get into a vax non-vax conversation. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I mean, you know, we were one of the least vaccinated teams in the league. I think if you're 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 I think if your quarterback steps up and says, Hey, like, you know, even if it's not what he believes in and he just says, Hey, this is what's best for the team, and I'm being told this is what's best for me too. You know what? I'm just going to put some outside trust in other people because that's what I hope my team's going to do. Um, he didn't. I. I. I don't know if uh, did did that article from Kiefer elaborate a little more on the leadership issues as well, or is he just thumping about the vaccine as well? So, so when we, when we talk about the vaccine, it, it was it really stuck with Jim Irsay that that Carson Wentz did not get vaccinated, and whether whether you you feel like he that that should make a difference or not is besides the point. What right. what Jim Irsay's thought on it was that because Carson Wentz didn't get vaccinated, he wasn't doing all that he could to help this team win. He by not getting vaccinated. Plain and simple, Carson Wentz was putting himself at risk of missing games and and possibly yeah. hurting his team, and, and by by not being out there, and and that really stuck with with Jim Irsay that he didn't go, and and Jim Irsay said this after the season that that we're gonna go all in. We want warriors, guys that that are do will do whatever it takes to win. That that was at Carson Wentz, and that was at some of the other guys that that didn't get vaccinated. They want these guys. They wanted these guys to to really go all in and 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 put the team first. And that that's part of it. Yeah. Another part when we talk about the leadership issues. Now, oh, I I want to preface this by the Colts didn't don't think that Carson Wentz is necessarily a bad leader or a bad locker room mm-hmm. guy, but it just seems like from a leadership standpoint, 
he didn't take control like Andrew Luck did, like like Philip Rivers and even Jacoby Brissett did. It almost seemed like his leadership style was more like he was just along for the ride rather than kind of leading these guys into battle. And and not you don't not necessarily have to be a rah rah guy, yeah. but but you still want to have that leadership capacity and that leadership ability that that when you talk the other players listen the other players respect right. you and and they, they just didn't get that from Carson Wentz Carson Wentz a lot of times would stay in the background not necessarily be that that leader to rally the team and that that really stuck with the team that stuck with the 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 not only the the front office and and with Jim Mercer but some of the coaches as well just kind of seeing that and that's kind of what they want out of their quarterback they want somebody that rallies the team they want somebody that the the, the the team looks to in tough situations and and that just wasn't Carson Wentz and that had a big effect on on their their thinking whether they could stick with this guy as their locker room leader long term and if you're just going to have a guy that's sitting in the background and that's not what you want then it's probably time to move on um what about this next point in in, in here Andrew that you've got Reich apologized to Ursay what what are we talking about when we're talking about that so this is what this is something that 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 Kiefer uh, talked about in his article today, and if you haven't read it from the Athletic, fantastic piece. I, I definitely urge you to go do that. So he he did put in there that that after the season was over, Frank Reich went to went to Jim Irsay and apologized for for the trade for pushing so hard to get Carson Wentz and wow. apologizing that it didn't work out and that he could not elevate Carson Wentz into what he thought he could. And that's, that's big. That's a big thing, not only for Frank Reich to do, but it just kind of shows that, that even Frank Reich, who I would say publicly is one of Carson Wentz's biggest supporters. Yeah. Not only, not only on the Colts, but just in the NFL in general. I, I, I hadn't heard that yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly shocked too here to hear him say that after just one season, as opposed to Jim, I know it was a rough year. Um, but I, I just can't elevate him like I thought I could. And he recognizes that after just one year as well. I mean, honestly, you gotta gotta, you know, kinda take your hat off to 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 Frank in that situation. That's, uh, it's it's just so important in the yeah. evaluation process. If the guy that's going to be working hand in hand with the starting quarterback yep. is saying that and admitting that, that's a big red flag. And, yeah. and I think I think when we're we're talking about it that that Carson Wentz was just now traded and that maybe that they were going back and forth. I'm honestly kind of getting the feeling that right after the season was over, they knew that Carson Wentz wasn't going to be here in 2022. They just said that they were evaluating it because they didn't know if they were going to be trading him or just releasing him outright. But yeah. I think this has well, been the decision. This has been the known decision for a while within that Colts brass that, they, they were moving on from Carson Wentz after 2021. And then we'll get to the kind of the final point behind the scenes that we can let you guys in on is, is that, that Carson Wentz, when, when he knew that his future was shaky with, with Jimmers, with the Colts and the franchise, he, he reached out to, to Jim Ursay to have a meeting to kind of clear the air. And at first Ursay denied that. He denied meeting with Carson Wentz and, and it came out that he was out of town and later they did speak, but but for him to just flat out at first deny the meeting and not even want to kind of talk about it again, speaks volumes about this team really, really had moved on from Carson Wentz and they, well, and, how, and just how pissed off Jim was like that silly little right. video next to the airplane 
you know, we knew he was upset, but this I think shows because it goes against what I view um, as Jim Irsay character. Like I, that's not the way I would expect him to react. Right. And, and the thing is too, like, it just, it kind of shows that, that before the season was even over, I think they had an inclination and it wasn't just pointed directly at those two, those final two games. I think those final two games did seal it for them uh, as far as moving on, but it's just a culmination of, of the leadership and everything in the locker room, him not getting vaccinated all season. It led up to, to his release. And that was just kind of the icing on the cake. And I want to show this by, by stats, Max, I think it's important. He said, um, Rashad, he's talking about Rashad McGinnis of the blue stable um, in their Twitter spaces today said that several players were not a fan of how Wentz handled everything off the field leadership wise. And, you know, and he knows particular players, but obviously won't single them out. Yeah. So the, 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 there was some there was some torn people in the locker room of not being the biggest fan of, of Wentz's leadership ability. And and it again, it's better to cut bait now. And if you know he's not going to be the future, there's no need of saying, well, let's give it one more year. The Colts did the right thing. This is kind of what me and you have been talking about in our episodes the past few weeks leading up to this. It was time to cut bait. And, and the writing was on the wall that Carson Wentz was going to be playing elsewhere in 2022. Um, I mean, how do you feel about the decision overall? I mean, I know you say it's the right thing, but do you, did you personally, would you have liked to have seen Carson Wentz have another season? I think knowing what I do now, uh, no, because okay. I don't think it would have gotten any better, especially yeah. if, if players in the locker room, obviously we're not in the locker room, so we don't see the, the leadership things and that's come out now. It, I, I don't think it would have changed. I think the Colts probably would have regressed. And and why regress and be stuck with 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 a quarterback that's not going to be your long term long term uh, solution? So, knowing what I do now, I don't think the Colts should. I, I think the Colts did the right thing by cutting bait and, and moving on. If you ask me at the end of the season, I'd probably still be up in the air of whether yeah. I wanted Carson to come back or not. So, where do the Colts go from here? Free agent options, draft options. Uh, a lot of names on Twitter getting thrown. A lot of names on Twitter getting thrown around. Thank <laughs> God, the Russell Wilson stuff solved, and the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We'll get to that. You all know about it. This happened, you know, yesterday. This is not news, uh, but thank goodness it's over. Uh, but this Jimmy G word, Jimmy G name, keeps getting thrown around, and I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> So I wrote a piece, uh, I think it was last week on, on uh, Garoppolo's fit with the Colts. And, and I think he would be, I think he would be able to work in Frank Reich's offense a little bit better than Carson Wentz, but I don't think the ceiling is necessarily that high. I, I still think that I still don't think he would be able to get the Colts over the top. Now there was, there have been rumblings from credible sources that the Colts are, are interested and, and will make a, I hate make it. a legit proposition and, and look into uh, trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see if that happens. Uh, from one what, of the one of the, as you would say, one of the best. Put it in quotes because you're just not very impressed with uh, Kyle Shanahan. I feel like one of the best offensive minds in the league is dying to get rid of that guy. I don't know if he's dying to get oh, rid isn't of he? him. I, I don't know. What if did he's they give dying. up to go get Trey Lance? Okay, uh, I gave up a lot, but I don't think they are dying to get rid of him. They, they, they've really talked about how Jimmy Garoppolo meant a lot to that locker room, and you could see it after the game. Both both Kyle Shanahan and, and uh, 
uh, John Lynch, the GM for the 49ers, they've talked glowingly and, and both publicly and privately about Jimmy Garoppolo, not only how, how much he, he means to, to the team, but I he is the leader he is and and you got to remember we're talking about the indianapolis colts here a team that may put leadership ability and and how they are as a teammate higher than in most if not all teams in the nfl that's really something that, that the colts value and that's why i could see jimmy garoppolo being such a a a valued candidate to be the quarterback for the indianapolis colts do i think it's the right move for maybe for the right price, everything's for the right price. I don't want the Colts to give up a, a future first or, or even a second round pick. If maybe the Colts could snag Jimmy G for a third round pick, which they probably won't be able to do, then sure, take a flyer on do Garoppolo. You think it's more likely, do you think it's more likely that we trade for Jimmy G or we wait and hope they cut him? Oh, he, they they're not going to cut him. There's going to be there's going to be a trade market out there cuz the Colts aren't the only ones looking for a quarterback. That's the true. Carolina Carolina Panthers are. Seattle now is. I mean, they probably wouldn't trade him in the division, but but you got Pittsburgh, uh the the New Orleans Saints are true. out there. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's there's plenty of of teams out there that that need a quarterback. So, there's going to be a market for Garoppolo. Uh but Matt as far as Matt says, the only issue that's the only issue he has. The reports about Jimmy G to the Colts is all about how they value his off field way more than the on field. And I think he's just another Jacoby Brissett. See, I think he's better than Jacoby. I, I would, I, 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 I mean, not he'll throw it down the field, but he'll, he'll just miss the throw. So at least think, he takes the shot. He just doesn't land the ball. I would say, I would say Jimmy G is an upgrade from Carson Wentz. So I've, okay. if you put, if you want to put Carson Wentz in that. 20 to 18 to 20 range. I would probably put Jimmy G at that 14 to 16 range as far as quarterback. Are we moving on? Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is another name that I've been hearing that the Colts could target. And this one wouldn't cost them anything besides actual money. And, and honestly, if I had to choose between the two at this point, I would choose Mariota because he's going to come cheap. He's probably going to come for about 10 million a year. Not, not, not bad for a starting quarterback, but he's going to come cheap. You could probably sign him to a one year deal. And, and the Colts were interested in Marcus Mariota last year before the Wentz deal came about. They had inquired a, to the Raiders about Marcus Mariota's availability. So I think he would open some things up in the Frank Reich offense. Would he be able to lead him to a Super Bowl? Probably not, but but Mariota would be a bridge option. And then I think if it was me, you sign Mariota, and then you possibly make a run at a rookie quarterback. Uh, I don't hate Marcus Mariota very much, um, but honestly, and, and I don't, I don't think anything would be preventing this yet, right? But... I don't hate the Trubisky idea. The more I think about it, the more and more I like it. And and most of that, and people are like, I, I got a little flack last night, I think, in my mentions. Most of the reason for that is because of my absolute mistrust and lack of confidence in, in Matt Nagy. Honestly. I mean, it's it all stems from that. I truly don't think that dude is worth a shit. Uh, so it makes me wonder what could Trubisky have been. I like him a little more because he's a North Carolina Tar Heel, maybe. But I like his legs, um, and and I think with the right coach, I think Trubisky has potential to be good. Do I think he's 
the long-term solution? Probably not, but he's a low-cost solution for next year that if he turns into a long-term solution, great. If not, oh well. Yeah, and I don't mind. I don't mind the Trubisky option at all. I, I think Trubisky's market is definitely more than than Marcus Mariota. So I think if you're looking at Trubisky, you're probably looking that fifteen to twenty million a year area. And and there's multiple teams. I mean, especially coming out of the combine, a lot of people were talking about Mitch Trubisky being a hot name amongst teams like the Saints and and even the Giants with Daniel Jones, the Steelers. Like Trubisky, he's getting some. He's he's getting some some. Uh, some publicity here and, and, and teams are really starting to think that, that Trubisky Dude, could that help pre- that, that preseason help game, him wrecking the, the Chicago bears, <laughs> the most important preseason game anybody's ever played. So Trubisky very well is going to have a market once, once free agency starts. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a starting quarterback next year. All right, Andrew, I don't know a single thing about a single quarterback in this year's draft. Not a one. I don't know the first name of any of these guys you have listed. Uh, so you go ahead and you tell me what are what are some draft options. I, I know you're hearing rumblings that the Colts like some guys. So uh, for, from, from people that I know, this is who the Colts really like in this draft. It's Kenny Pickett out of, out of Pittsburgh, Matt Corral out of uh, Ole Miss, and Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Those are the three quarterbacks that the Colts are are very high, or not, I wouldn't say very high on, but they really like those quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, I don't think will drop to the Colts. I, I think that Pickett will probably pick be picked within the first 20 picks of the draft. I do think that the Colts, if they really like a quarterback, there's a very good chance they will use the some of that draft capital that they received for trading Carson Wentz and use it to get into the bottom of that first round to draft a quarterback. So that way they can have that fifth year option for that quarterback if they really like it. But two guys that could fall into those twenties, definitely, definitely Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is, is a guy that, that I could see even falling to the second round where the Colts might not necessarily need to do that, but they could still want to just hop into the bottom half of that first or the bottom of that first round to stag and we get that fifth year option. He's a very athletic guy. He, he, shows great leadership he did very well with the in the uh the interview process and and it's a guy that that i think could really fit within the frank reich offense a little bit raw definitely would would need to sit a little bit and 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 develop but he's got potential and then there's matt corral which a lot of people think is the third best quarterback in this draft class behind Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. He didn't perform at the combine uh, because he is still rehabbing and trying to get hundred percent healthy from his ankle injury that he suffered in the bowl game. But he's a guy that, that he he's got a, a pretty good arm. He, he can really rip it in there. He shows great act, good accuracy. And he's a guy that really has, has mobility to him. So both of, both of the guys that I think are the, the most likely that the Colts could draft in Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter, that's why I'm kind of thinking that Mariota could be an option because both of those guys are more on the Mariota side of things as far as their skill set and what they do best rather than Jimmy G, who's a guy that really makes his moves from the pocket, kind of stands in there, has that quick release. The other guys are more athletic, can do a little ad-libbing, uh, make things happen with their legs as far and as well as down the field, things like that. So, uh, But Kenny Pickett? Matt Corral and Desmond Ritter, three names to watch if you're a Colts fan and want to want to watch some film on some college quarterbacks. All right, Andrew, let's start talking about the Colts free agency this year. 
looking like about $72 million in cap space, um, which should be fine. And do we know the, we don't know the cap for next year yet. Even do we 208 million. Okay. They announced that last week. <clears throat> so plenty of room, uh, positions of need, obviously besides quarterback, um, and talk about some options left tackle, Andrew, uh, uh Probably number one, uh, along with edge rush, uh, but probably left tackle overall. A um, couple of big names in free agency got tagged. Orlando Brown's a guy that we were kind of craving last year. Uh, the guy down in Jacksonville. Um, what do you think options realistically are at left tackle through the free agency? Through free agency, there's really not a lot. I mean, they're, they're, as far as the big name guys, there's there's Taron Armstead from the Saints, but you know he's going to command top money, and I really don't think the Colts are going to go top money with their left tackle, at least right now, because you already have so much money in Ryan Kelly, in Braden Smith, and, and Quentin Nelson's going to get his extension after after this, or should be sometime this summer. So. Really, the, the Colts don't want to have half their cap into their offensive line. A guy that I could definitely see the Colts bringing back, though, and who I really want them to bring back, Matt Pryor. Yes. I would love to have Matt Pryor. He played excellent last year in, in filling in for, for Eric Fisher and Braden Smith when they were injured. I would li- I would really like to see the Colts give Matt Pryor a chance to to start at left tackle. I mean, and can continue to build on 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 what he did in 2021. So maybe go Matt Pryor and then draft a draft a guy and, and have them kind of compete for that starting spot. I think that's probably the most likely scenario you see yeah. from the Colts. Um, but but there's there's guys like maybe maybe if the Colts can get Dwayne Brown, the the left tackle out of out of Seattle. He's 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 older. He's 36 years old. But maybe if they could get him for a, for a year or two, he's still plenty good of a player, still Pro Bowl level player. But if if they get if they get someone like that, maybe that can extend it a year or two. Still get still sign prior as a swing tackle, yeah. but maybe kind of go that route as well. If you don't want to necessarily go with the rookie route, I like the prior idea. Um, because honestly, he did well, I think, uh, with some uh, <clears throat> competition from the draft. I really do think that's where we end up getting our a left tackle is, is in the draft because the, the best names out there, the ones that are worth spending money on, are, are tagged or not great options. So um, I, I don't mind building up prior. I thought he did really well on a short mm-hmm. offseason or, or, you know, not having the offseason as that guy. Uh so yeah, I'd I'd be interested in that. Uh, another position, wide receiver. Now this is somewhere where a lot of people want and a lot of people think we could make a splash. Uh, if I recall, I don't think this is where you think we make a splash in free agency. I I really don't. I I, I mean, if they could always blow me away and try to sign sign a bigger name, but. The reason I don't think the Colts will necessarily make a huge splash in in free agency for that wide receiver is just because this draft class coming up is so loaded with wide receivers. You right. can get you can get a great starting wide receiver in day two or day three of this draft in the second or third round. So I could see the Colts bypassing that and spending elsewhere, and and really just kind of focusing on the draft to get, to get a wide receiver. Now, if they do, you could look at guys like like maybe a DJ Shark from. Um, out of Jacksonville, who yeah. was was really starting to come on before he got injured, I, th- I think he would be a great fit with with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Christian Kirk 
someone like him, who's a guy that that has has shown flashes in Arizona, but it's been behind DeAndre Hopkins, uh, now AJ Green and Rondale Moore. Maybe he could get his shot. So, so those are those are a couple of guys that that I really like um, in this in this wide receiver class. Um, but but I honestly I'm not sure if the Colts do make a splash there just because of how deep this draft is. I think the Colts would be able to make a good a good draft pick of a wide receiver and and really be able to spend their money on big name players at, at different positions. It would have to be quite the fit. I think I think that uh, twenty eight extra million dollars we just picked up uh, could help and may, you know maybe we make a splash there um, if there's somebody they really like. But then the next position, Andrew, edge rush, uh, pass rusher. We need somebody mm-hmm. to go get that QB. Um, our defense didn't work well enough without that that threat. I don't think it's going to be any different with Gus Bradley if we don't have that threat. So I imagine that's where we're going to go big. Uh, who are some guys on your short list that you would, yeah, so, wouldn't mind seeing? Yeah, so real quick before we move on, um, we've got a comment from Eric here. This is Allen Robinson is a must. Allen Robinson intrigues me. I think he Pretty will good. get a he's pretty good i think he will get uh pretty big money uh i know the patriots have been reported that they're going to be looking hard at, at Allen robinson but he's coming off a down year and the colts were interested in uh, in possibly acquiring Allen robinson here in the past couple years so chandler just, jones i'd be about it'll it, we'll just see how how the money works out for robinson but as far as the ed, edge rusher is concerned i think this is probably the position the colts are most likely to spend big money at and that's not to say anything against quitty pay and dio dangbo but what's one thing that you always hear chris ballard say you can never have enough pass rushers the colts would love to have eight to nine guys that that can really produce every yeah. team would love that for but, the whole but, line yeah but the way they they do that so that way they can rotate four out put four in and keep the guys fresh but still consistently pressure the quarterback. So I could really see the Colts making a splash signing here. Uh, My number one for me, I mean, you mentioned Chandler Jones, and I think Chandler Jones would would be a beast. But number one for me is Hassan Riddick from the Carolina Panthers, a guy that that didn't start out fast in his career, but now has had back-to-back double-digit sack seasons, and he's only 27. So he's a guy that that's a little undersized would be very good at that Leo spot. If you put him at the Leo on some plays and you want, if you want to put Quiddy pay as the other end, put Dio Adangbo inside, man, that with, with DeForest Buckner, that would be a very scary pass rush. Something that's interesting about Hassan Reddick. I tweeted out when, when it's, it came out that the Panthers weren't going to necessarily resign him. I'd say I'd give four years, 56 million for, for Hassan Riddick, about 14 million. And you know me, I don't normally like to spend big money really like Hassan Riddick. I think it was a couple hours later. It said that Hassan Riddick was looking for about 15 million per year. My contract would have been about 14. So, Hey, if you Colts going to go up to about 60 million, go for it. I think Hassan Riddick could be a really, really big help to this team. Another guy that might be a little bit under the radar is Emmanuel Ogba from, from the Miami Dolphins. I think he would fit really well. Uh, but I saw a comment here um, from the chat that said Melvin Ingram from, from Liam here, Melvin Ingram. It could be one of those signings where maybe the Colts t- t- do it because Melvin Ingram has experience in Gus Bradley's system yeah. and, and is familiar with that. So name to keep an eye on, but uh, I do think edge, the Colts are going to spend some money at that position. So 
and to bring Eric up again here, and honestly, Stats Matt is the one that put it this way, but people are talking about Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner plays the same position as Darius Leonard. People forget, okay? Uh, this, that's one of the, and no offense to you, Eric, pal, uh, but that's just one of those names out there that sounds like, you know, every Colts fan clamoring over every big name in free agency. Uh, I'm good with Darius Leonard. I think I'm happy <laughs> I'm with that. I'm good with Darius Leonard. The Colts really like Bobby Okereke. I don't, and, and Bobby Wagner is not going to be cheap. He is still an all pro level linebacker. He's going to require all pro level money. The Colts aren't going to pay two off ball linebackers a hundred million dollars. That's no, that's just a bad. That's just a bad way to build a team. Uh, tight end, Andrew. Are there any names out there uh, that would intrigue you? There, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk's out there. Gronk's a free agent. I don't see Gronk coming to the Indianapolis Colts. But I wouldn't. Bo- hey, I wouldn't boo Gronk. I would have booed. I had a booed Brady. I wouldn't boo Gronk. See, I think the Colts could spend some money at tight end because typically tight ends don't cost as much as wide receivers. But you True. can still you can use still them. get a quality a quality player and you can use them like a wide receiver. So. And we, we know the Colts aren't opposed to spending money on tight ends. They spent money on Eric Ebron and went out and got him. So so guys that I really like, I mean, I've talked about this guy for probably a month now, Hayden Hurst. I think yeah. Hayden Hurst has a lot of untapped potential. I think he's, a, he's still a young guy. Didn't he have the most I touchdowns th- out of any tight end two years ago? I don't think Lamar's had, MVP year. I thought that was Mark Andrews. It was Mark Andrews, you're right. But the thing is, Hayden Hurst was a, was a first-round pick. And he's always been with another, always been behind uh, uh, one of yeah. the best tight ends in the league. So he goes to, he's in Baltimore for all those years, and he's behind Mark Andrews. And so he, I mean, he was used situationally, but didn't wasn't the number one guy. Then he comes to Atlanta and starts getting more run, and you start seeing to start see him starting to ascend that they could draft Kyle Pitts and then Kyle Pitts becomes the number one guy. So I think Hayden Hurst really has potential, especially in a Colts offense where you can put him, use him as a deep threat down the seam. I think he has a lot of potential to be a very good tight end in a Frank Reich offense. And then another guy is OJ Howard. OJ Howard's another guy that I think has talent. He's just been behind other tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, very athletic. Cameron Brait. So OJ Howard's going to be hitting the market. And I think OJ Howard would probably be maybe a little bit more expensive than Hayden Hurst, but I still think the Colts could take a yeah. chance on one of those guys. Both of them are, I think, 26, 27, 28 years old, still fairly young. You can give them a two to three year deal, see what happens and see if they bring an, an explosive element to this Colts uh, offense. And then finally, the guy that probably seems most likely is Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz had a big year. Yeah. He's a good blocker. He's a guy that knows Frank Reich's offense. I think Zach Ertz is a, has a very good chance I, of possibly becoming going to the Colts. I can't but help I mean, but wonder if that wasn't a fluke season. You know, he goes over there late, and then, you know, nobody really knows what to expect from him from a defensive standpoint. You know, how do you plan for him? And, and Kingsbury, you know, had a lot of fun with him. I don't know that... I don't know that Zach Ertz is going to be productive. I don't know. I don't know if he is either. And and I don't, I honestly, I'd probably go with Hayden Hurst or OJ Howard over Zach Ertz myself. Yeah. But I think as far as the Colts with their familiarity with Zach Ertz, especially with Frank Reich, I think he, there's probably a better chance Zach Ertz goes to the Colts than the other two. Interesting name. Uh, he probably will still be a Bengal. I agree. But Uzamoa flashed a l- little bit this season. I even picked him up on my fantasy team at one point. 
Uh, it was like one of those, you know, I was behind the curve on him, so that didn't work out for me. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then cornerback. I so, Who's out there at cornerback? J.C. Horn? Did I hear that name? Am I, am I, am I crazy there? Yeah, I think you hear J.C. Jackson. Jackson, not J.C. Horn. Holy shit. Yeah. J.C. Horn's the rookie on the Panthers, but J.C. Jackson's out there. J.C. Jackson's going to be requiring a lot of money. I don't think the Colts will do that. I think the Colts are very happy with Rocky Sin's development. They've got Kenny Moore, obviously, and then Isaiah Rogers. I think, but I think you, you will see the Colts make some moves for some depth at the cornerback position. And a guy that sticks out right away is a guy that's been in Gus Bradley's system for years. And it's Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward's a long cornerback. Yeah. He was with the, with Gus Bradley with the chargers, as well as the Raiders. I really think that the Colts, if they do sign some cornerbacks, it'll be more cornerback depth and, yeah. and more, more veteran guys that can push those young guys for playing time. Because Colts do have some, you have a need there because Xavier Rhodes isn't going to be back. TJ Carey isn't going to be back. The Colts did sign Mel, uh, Marvell Tell, but but you still want to have more competition. And again, are there any names spot. out there attached to Gus Bradley or any of the other defensive staff that are possibilities? As far as I'm not sure about the big names. I know Casey Hayward is one of the 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 bigger names. I did see something where the Colts could possibly be be in and looking at Rasul Douglas, uh, the cornerback who came onto the Packers last year and had a really big time season when he was acquired. He's another long corner that let, gets a lot of turnovers, puts an emphasis on going for the ball. So so I would say the top two that, that would be Casey Hayward and Rasul Douglas. Uh, Matt's asking about safety. Feels like a th more three safety looks might come in Bradley's system. Probably, but I, th I think they're very, very, very confident in their top two. Um, they had a couple of guys flash this season, um, you know, and show that I, at least they could be third string corner or safety. So I, I, I don't know that that's going to be a top priority in free agency. I'm not saying we don't sign anybody, but. I definitely think it's a possibility just because of how much, uh, how much three safety looks the, yeah. the Colts are probably going to use. And, and I definitely think the Colts will probably target somebody in the draft as well, just because Julian Blackman is coming off that Achilles. So, you know, it's probably going to take some time for him to get back to full strength. Kari Willis. I mean, Kari Willis is probably going to have a more physical load this year because if the Colts are playing a lot of single high safety, Kari Willis is going to be more in the box. Yeah. And Kari Willis has had some injury issues as well. So the, the, the Colts definitely, I think they realized last year when you're going, when you're starting games with Anderson Deho and George Odom, you need to invest a little bit more in your, in your depth at the safety position. But I, I do think that, that, that those could be, those could be some of the under the radar signings, like, like the Colts usually make one or two every year, like, like a Matt Pryor, like a Chris Reed, um, like a TJ Carey was in, in 2020, things like that. All right. Let's move on to the sad news. Let's move on to some other Colts news. After nine seasons, 295 catches, 2,729 yards, 24 touchdowns, and a shit ton of times making me and Andrew say WWJD. Jack Doyle has announced his retirement. Uh, congratulations to him. Sad to see him go. I, you know, great teammate, great tight end, 
Uh, he'll, ne- he'll never even hear a whisper of uh, Hall of Fame, and I, I don't, you know, necessarily, he's, he's not that good. But great tight end for this team, workhorse, uh, great blocker, and about as reliable as he can be. Absolutely. Jack Doyle is the, the, just the epitome of a hard worker and, and, and showing that it doesn't matter what your draft status is. It doesn't matter how highly you're recruited. You work your ass off and, and, and you really put everything towards your craft. You can, there's a spot for you in the NFL. I mean, he went from being undrafted to being a pro bowl tight end for the Colts playing nine seasons and being the starter for the majority of them. So Jack Doyle, I think my favorite moment of Jack Doyle, one as always is the WWJD, the entire locker room using that as what would Jack do? Um, but then also just him being always being that that security blanket for Andrew Luck and and for for the quarterbacks that that were with the Colts throughout these years. I mean, every third down, Jack Doyle, if it was third nine, Jack Doyle would run 10, get a little curl, and catch the ball and fall down. Seemed like he made so many of those catches. And so many times when when a quarterback was in trouble, Jack Doyle would always be there and you could rely on him to do whatever was needed. So love Jack Doyle. He's going to be one of my top, my top 10 favorite uh, Colts players of all time, for sure. And uh, hell of a career for a guy that, wasn't even supposed to be here. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll remember the beard. Awesome uh, beard. Fantastic beard. Uh, one of the best beards in football. Um, and yeah, like I was going to, I was going to talk about the security blanket thing for Andrew Luck, just being reliable, always all of a sudden, just always open in the middle when he needed to be. Um, I think I, I'll never forget seeing Jack Doyle, wide open and Jacoby Brissett just missing him every time. Like in one time I'm scream, I'm at the stadium just screaming, Jack's open, you dumbass. And, uh, you know, like just that moment, like just seeing Jack go across the field and me screaming, uh, is one I think I'll remember forever. Uh, not necessarily a great memory, but just like, that's where he always is. You can always count on him to be there. Um, and, uh, Jacoby was just not on that level real quick. Yeah, when's free agency officially start? I think the tampering period starts Monday. The legal tampering period. So next week we're right around the corner. I was gonna, we didn't even talk about players that might leave the Colts in free agency, but you know what? Tomato, tomato. Uh, we're running out of time. Uh, so moving on from Jack, Colts are not expected to re-sign Eric Fisher per Adam Schefter. That's fine. Yeah, and I, I'm i not too sad about this, if I'm being honest with you. I think Eric Fisher, again, kind of like Carson Wentz, one and done. Um, I know the Colts were working to, to with Eric Fisher to bring him back, but it sounds like Eric Fisher either wanted more money or more years than the Colts were willing to give, probably because of how he performed in 2021. So, uh, I mean, I think this just makes it even more important, though, that the Colts – put an effort forth to bring Matt Pryor back, at least have somebody in place that they can trust in case the draft doesn't fall their way and, and they're not able to acquire the, the left tackle that they want in the draft. So I, I do think this this definitely helps Matt Pryor um, and his chances of returning to the Colts. Did you see your boy Zach's quote tweet today? Somebody was – some he had made some comment about this news and uh, – 
said that somebody he was else, done with the Colts. Somebody else quarter. Oh my god, I'm so done with the Colts. <laughs> And Zach says, yeah, not re-signing a bad left tackle is just the last straw. I was <laughs> I was rolling laughing. I was dying laughing at that one. Good I tweet, can't wait to, I can't wait to have him on uh, and confront him. We'll, we'll have to have him on during this draft stuff since I know uh, very little, even less than last year, somehow. Uh, having a job <laughs> is a bummer, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I am not used to the working world anymore. Um, culture and talks with Taekwon Lewis. Uh, on a possible return. Andrew likes this. He tweeted this. What's up? I do like this. I think if as if he can be a, a prove it deal, because I think Taekwon Lewis does have a spot on this defensive line. He can play inside. He can play outside. He wasn't playing too bad last year when he got injured. So uh, I think they have a, a cheap prove it deal for Taekwon Lewis, I think would be a, would be good for the Colts. All right. And the Colts signed cornerback Tony Brown. Everybody knows Tony Brown. Tony Brown. Ever heard of him? Never heard of him. Uh, Tony Brown's a guy that, that's, that was with the Bengals and with the uh, uh, the Raiders. So, again, spent time with Gus Bradley. Uh, really didn't make it too big of an impact. He was just on the practice squad. So, kind of, kind of for depth, possibly we'll see if he makes some noise in camp. All right. Let's move around to uh, our second podcast, News Around the League. Uh, the, the Packers and quarterback Aaron Rodgers agreed to a four year, $200 million deal with $153 million guaranteed. So that was the original, that was the report by Ian Rappaport. Right. So, and, and he refuted this. Yes. On Twitter today. Yes. So, so when it came out, Pat McAfee, who broke the news, congrats, Pat, with your source of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. And, uh, but he said it wasn't accurate, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers came out and said it wasn't accurate. But as of right now, that's kind of the figure. It's going to be probably around that. Four years, $200 million. That's kind of the sense of where it's going to be. We'll see when the final numbers do come out what it actually is. But main thing is Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with the Packers for the foreseeable future. Andrew Luck is going to be buried six feet under one day, and Colts fans are still going to be making this joke. <laughs> I mean, he, we're going to be – Andrew Luck's going to be in a nursing home, and people are going to say Andrew Luck. Uh, if you saw, if you saw Andrew Luck at the uh, college national championship game, he's not in football shape. The man was his playing weight was two forty. He's six foot four, probably looks about one eighty. Yeah. I would say he has lost all of his all of his playing weight. Has grown a phenomenal mustache, by the way. <laughs> Which is ironic he, because you nothing the entire time is in the NFL. He's just bashed for his facial hair. Just just has a, a terrible neck beard. Now he has a, a very Frenchman looking mustache. But yeah, Andrew Luck is not returning to football. Can we move on from Aaron Rodgers? I'm so sick of talking about it. <laughs> you won't have to talk about it. I love Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just like we're going to be having this conversation again next year. He just signed a four, what, uh, whatever, what, you know, uh, the Seahawks have traded quarterback Russell Wilson, uh, not to the Colts. Uh, and <laughs> we along wish. with a fourth round pick to the Denver Broncos for quarterback, Drew Locke, tight end, no fan defensive line lineman, uh, Shelby Harris, two first round picks, including the ninth overall two second round picks and a fifth round pick. I mean, get out of town um that's unbelievable it's a lot it's a lot of people uh and, and listen just to recap if you thought there was a chance of 
Russell Wilson coming to Indianapolis, and you're one of those people tweeting at Jim or say pissing and moaning, go fuck yourself. <laughs> because, I mean, Russell Wilson was never coming to Indianapolis. Andrew's going to yell at me for that later. Andrew's going to yell at me for that one later. But I mean, get out of town. You don't deserve to pay attention to the offseason. Just watch this 17 games and shut up. Russell Wilson was never coming to the Colts because he had to waive his no trade clause in order to come to go anywhere. And he only wanted to go to Denver. Denver was his top choice. And honestly, that's, that's not surprising considering what he wants, the team that Denver has and everything like that. So yeah, the Denver Broncos sure gave up a lot. The Colts wouldn't have even, even if Russell Wilson wanted to was considering coming to Indianapolis, the Colts did not have anything like that to offer because the Colts, weren't giving up Darius Leonard, weren't giving up Quentin Nelson, anything like that. They didn't have the ninth overall pick, which the Seahawks want, because they're probably going to use that to draft a quarterback. If no, I Jacob Beeson, Andrew. Jacob Beeson's going to get a shot. Jacob, Jacob Beeson, the savior of the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Washington alum. Man, that <laughs> dude. All right. So that AFC West now has Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. And we're and about who, to have Jimmy Garoppolo. And guess who plays the AFC West in 2022? The Indianapolis Same Colts. team so that does will, every other year. We will face all four of those quarterbacks next year. I don't give a shit. And the Colts will face Carson Wentz at Lucas Oil Stadium next year because the Commanders play Indy. Now that I enjoy, and I'm going to go ahead and claim that ticket now. <laughs> That's the game I'm going to mark me down. Uh, this has got to be the... Du- Dumbest, you know how I've been doing like my this is the dumbest tweet I'll see all week tweet. This is there the dumbest to, this is the dumbest thing I'll see this entire offseason. And I have you have seen, to have a you have to have a a sound for this on the soundboard. I'm gonna come up with a dumbest tweet of the week, but my god, Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley suspended for the entire 2022 season for betting on games. What an idiot. How stupid can you be? Do it on your you know, your your cousin's uh, account do don't do it at all because you make 11 million dollars a year and this guy's doing what a total of 1500 dollars in bets he bet 1500 dollars lost 11 million dollars this dude's a stooge the ultimate bad beat can you name a worse bad beat yeah i mean three years straight without hitting a big parlay in the nfl <laughs> pretty rough i still wouldn't have made 11 million dollars <laughs> Man, Calvin Ridley, I mean, this this dude, it's just dumb. Just a dumb move. There's really nothing hey, else you can also, don't be the guy it. that takes the shit in the porta potties Calvin Ridley I, shits I, in I, porta I, potties <laughs> You know? I mean, come on. I can't stand it. I'm so pissed off. Oh, man. I don't care. I don't like the Falcons. I don't, I mean, I, what an idiot. And he was going to have a, he was probably, he wanted to be traded, was going to have a chance to go to probably a good team because he's a damn good wide receiver. Maybe the goals. Not anymore. We'll have to wait for 2023. All right. (laughs) Can't stand it. Franchise tags. What's up? Toby Zubia. Uh, (laughs) Franchise tags. Bengals. uh, Franchise tag. Safety. Jesse Bates. Browns get tight end. David and Joku. There's another tight end that could have been a good fit uh bucks and chris godwin that poor guy needs paid uh chiefs and this is one of the tackles we're talking about orlando brown jr they tag uh left tackle orlando brown jr 
Um, we're not getting our hands on him. Cowboys tight end, defend, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dolphins tight end, Mike Gusecki. Another one that I, now that guy, that would have been sweet. He's a great player. Great sweet player. Deal. Uh, Jaguars offensive tackle, Cam Robinson was another name uh, rattled around. And Packers tag, Devontae Adams. Uh, not really surprised there. And he might actually, because Aaron's staying, he might not even uh, sit out. I think out. really the only really the only one that surprises me is Cam Robinson because the the Jaguars hold the number one pick and there's some very good left tackles in this draft and now Cam Robinson who's a guy that has underperformed and has not been a very good left tackle now gets the franchise tag for the second year and they're going to now pay him like 16 million dollars when I don't think he's worth that at all so Jaguars are going to Jaguar. And I see what's going on in the chat here. Tim, Tim dude, come on. I was, I was just thinking about making a joke and saying a random ridiculous name and that that, that was better than any joke I could have made. Um, Chargers and wide receiver Mike Williams agree on a three-year $60 million mega deal that includes $40 million guaranteed, $28 million in one year. Uh, so we would have had to have paid uh, one Carson Wentz for one year with Mike Williams. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are now being paid $44 million combined by the chargers a year. That's a lot of money on your, for, on your wide receivers, but Hey, Justin Herbert keeps him his weapons. I, they could give Sam a chance. We're not going to win a lot of football games. I don't think Sam Ellinger is the quarterback yeah. for the Dude, Colts in 2022. Hey, listen, Marcus Mariota or, or Trubisky in the backfield at the same time as Sam Ellinger. A lot. I mean, I don't know if you would want to do that when you have Jonathan Taylor. Put Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. I, I don't mean like as a running back. I'm just saying two two guys back there. You ne never know what they're going to do. Um, move it along. Okay. Uh, Titans sign linebacker. Go back to the beginning of the show and pay attention to quarterback talk if you missed it. Okay. Watch it five times. Tell your friends to watch it six. Um, Titans signed linebacker Harold Landry to a five-year, $87.5 million extension with $52.5 million guaranteed. Wow. Harold Landry, very good pass rusher coming on the last couple seasons. And I was I was a fan of the Colts possibly taking away a nice pass rusher from the Titans, but uh, that's a big deal for Harold Landry. So good for him. Cowboys are likely to release wide receiver Amari Copper uh, according to Andrew, <laughs> by the start of the... I love calling no. out your typos. Uh, Cooper, by the start of the new league year per source, sort league sources, Cowboys will try to trade him, but will release him if no deal materializes. Now that is a name I could get down with. He's still pretty young. He's pretty young. He's going to be very expensive. And I just... I Even with the Colts having all that, uh, that uh, cap space... I don't think that Amari Cooper is going to be their top option. I could be wrong. Maybe Chris Ballard changes his whole approach and, and goes buck wild. I think but, he fits. Uh, uh, I think he fits the the personality, locker room, locker culture, room. culture. Mm -hmm. I definitely think Work so. Ethic. I think he's one of those guys. Um, Panthers are listening to trade offers for running back Christian McCaffrey. Would consider dealing him for a single first round pick. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, but would you give up a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey, a guy that's missed, I think, 22 of the last 33 games due to injury? I We shouldn't, but I think other teams should, yeah. 
I don't know about that. Rams. I don't. I would never. I would never trade a first round pick for a running back. But that's just me. Yeah, but he's more than a running back. I mean, when he's out there. Yeah, I the know. Best but, well, ability, uh, I don't know. Have you have you checked out that offensive line lately? Not the best great. ability Not great. is availability. Move it along. Uh, there's teams that should want to go get him. Rams linebacker Von Miller hints at a return to Broncos on social media. Why the? Why would he do that? Because of Russ? This was That's before Russ. Up. This was before Russ. But I, I mean, now it wouldn't be such a bad idea, would it? Going back and playing on the winning uh, another the Super Bowl. The Broncos, I mean, it could happen. There's no way that's ever happened before. Somebody won a Super Bowl with one team, went and wins a Super Bowl with another team, and then goes back to their original team and wins a Super Bowl. It'd, it'd have to be a Patriot. It'd have to be someone like that. That went to the Giants? I don't know. I don't know. Um. Oh, and beat their original team in the suit? That, that. Um, Seahawks released linebacker Bobby Wagner. We talked about that. Bills give wide receiver Cole Beasley permission to seek a trade. Permission granted. Uh, please do not sign Cole Beasley. Please do not let's trade let, for Cole I mean, Beasley. Let's let's talk about Bobby Wagner though. I mean, right. it's it's pretty crazy that the the Seahawks in a span of like eight hours just released their two biggest uh, uh, the the two faces of their franchise. So we'll uh, we'll see. All right, and then we do. We're not talking about Cole Beasley. Patriots release linebacker Kyle Van Noy. This poor guy can't catch a break. Kyle Van Noy. I feel like he's been on the Patriots multiple times, and they just cut him after like every other season, and he still keeps going back. It's like the that that uh. Did that I click X, on that? That X that will always. I think you did. It was an accident. That, that X, that X that always takes you back is is Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, uh, Ravens offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva announces his retirement. Uh, didn't he just sign there this past year? That's I think he did. They yeah, signed him. He was, they like gave him a deal. He was with the uh, he was with the Steelers yeah. for for a few years, and then the uh, Ravens picked him up to be their uh, one of their tackles. After I think it was after when they traded Orlando Brown. NFL and NFLPA agree to suspend all joint COVID nineteen protocols effective immediately. You love to see it. No more testing. No more masks. Just football. All right. Uh, the NFL informed teams that the 2022 salary cap will be 208.2 million up to 25.7 million from 2021 up 25.7. Um, hold on, back to the did World War III's coming. COVID just disappears. Funny how that is, isn't it? It's all Putin. Uh, now I'm gonna get bombed. Uh, <laughs> salary cap increased. There you go. That's news. Uh, do, do you need to comment on that? Move nope, along. let's move to the last one. Amazon is expected to finalize a deal with ESPN's Kirk Herbstreit to be the main analyst for Thursday night football. I like Kirk Herbstreit as, a, uh, as an analyst. Handsome son of a bitch. Now, who is going to be the... So he'll be the analyst, but who's going to be the play-by-play? Al Michaels? Pat McAfee? It's not going to be Pat. I know. That would be an analyst, but Al Michaels to Kirk Herbstreet, I could get behind that duo. That'd be wild. Because I think Al Michaels is leaving NBC. Joe Buck. I think if Joe, if Joe Buck leaves, he's going to ESPN. He might, 
ESPN with with his boy Troy. I I didn't know that. I did not. I did not know Fox didn't offer Aikman an extension. That's fun. Okay, uh, that's it. Go follow us. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, go follow us at a Colts podcast on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and again, please, I I, I I'm not going to beg you because I'm not a beggar. I'm telling you, I'm ordering you. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your grandpa. My grandpa would watch if he, you know, knew how. <laughs> He'd probably watch. Tell your grandpa. See what they say. Uh, exciting things happen today. Exciting things are going to come. Uh, but until then, Andrew, go Colts. Smoke screen season is here. Smoke go screen Colts. season! Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.